Amen. Amen. Is everybody this evening? Let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in your house, Father. Father, I ask that you bless everyone that's here tonight. Father, bless the ones that couldn't be here, Father. Father, we ask that you bless this offering we're about to take up, Father. Father, let it be used to continue your work for your kingdom, Father. Father, I ask that you bless the words that you've given me, Father. Make my tongue able to speak them clearly and be all of you, Father, and none of me. Father, it's all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a seat. Let's go to Romans 7. Let's jump right in this. A little fired up. Finally got woke up. Uh, if you're new here with us tonight, please do me a favor and fill out a visitor's card so we can come to your house, raise your refrigerator, pestering well, you and buggy and wake you up early in the morning knocking on the door, asking if you know who Jesus Christ is. I promise we won't do that because none of us get up early when we ain't got to. Amen. I know. Romans 7. You're different. <laughs> Let me know when you get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you said. You'll sit by her. Only church in only church in town needs a bouncer. <laughs> I can be a good bouncer. <laughs> Do you not know, brothers? For I am speaking to men who know the law. The law has the authority over a man only as long as he lives. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. So then, if she marries another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from that law and is not an adulteress, even though she marries another man. <coughs> So my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. For when we were controlled by sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies, so that we bore fruit of death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So a woman was tied to one man unless he died. As long as she didn't try to be with another man while she was married to one man, she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. In other words, you can't serve two masters. You can't say you're devoted to one thing while you're playing around with another thing. You're going to have to lay down one set of toys before you can pick up another. <coughs> it says on here that as long as we're alive, we're bound by the law. What have we learned about the law? Can't keep it. There's no way we're going to go to heaven trying to live by the laws. It wasn't written that way. The rules changed. And the rules changed so that God could provide us a way to die to the law. He brought Jesus to earth who lived as a man who lived within those laws, who knew those laws better than anybody, and he laid down his life so that we could have a chance to go to heaven. And it says right there in the scripture that when we die of our flesh, 
We die of sin. Because our old flesh is dead, and we now, we, instead of living by the flesh, we live by the Spirit that we've invited Jesus to come live in us. And when we let the Spirit do the talking, and the Spirit do our thinking for us, the sinful nature of our flesh is no longer supposed to bother us. And it's easy every day, isn't it? Once you give your life to God, you don't even have to worry about it anymore, right? Mm. Because you live in a manner and in a world that supports you in everything that you do, right? Yep. Oh, come on, y'all. Where y'all living? Mm. I live in Wiley, Texas. This is God's country. <laughs> There's nothing goes on wrong in this town. There's nothing in this town that should upset you. We don't have a drug problem in this town. We don't have a thieving problem in this town. We have the same problems in this town that we have in every other town across the world. And that's why this says we have to die to the world. And stop thinking the way the world wants us to think. But is our sinful nature the only thing that we die to when we lay our flesh down? That's not what it says. It says we will die to our sinful nature. According to God, He tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. you got enough problems with today. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow's Monday. And I know how everybody in this church, even if you're new, feels about Mondays. Mm. You'll worry about Monday all day Sunday. Well, unless you're like some of them in here. In the <laughs> and you know, I got respect for y'all. <laughs> but here's the thing. We still worry. We still stress. We still carry on with the things that do it. But here's, here's what I need you to understand. You didn't just die to your sinful nature. You died to disease. Amen. You died to addiction. You died to affliction. You died to worry. You died to stress. You died to cancer. You died to leukemia. You died to whatever it is that makes you go back and want to live in the flesh. Your handicap that you used to have when you were living in sinful nature shouldn't affect you the same way that it does when you're living your life for Christ. Amen. Because He says, I come to give you life more abundant. Can you live an abundant life if you have a handicap? I think you live more of an abundant life when you have a handicap. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you have going on. It says die to it. Now if you're dead, can you have anything to do with what happened to you on earth? No. So when we truly die to our flesh, can we have anything that has to do with our flesh? Or are we going to live like the Bible tells us to and let the Spirit in and let the Spirit guide us where the fire flesh is the last thing that we worry about? Amen. Stop worrying about what your body's telling you and start listening to what your heart is telling you because your mind will get back where it doesn't need to be and lie to you on a daily basis and tell you you're not good enough. The day that you stand around in the corner and tell yourself that you're not good enough, you're basically telling God that He killed His Son for nothing. There isn't any sin out there that Jesus' blood didn't cover. It didn't say Jesus died for all man's sins. It says Jesus died for all sin. Every man is covered by the blood, but that's not what it means. It covers every sin there is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what happened to you when you were five. It doesn't matter what you did when you were ten. And it sure don't matter what happened to you when you were in your twenties. Stop letting those things rule who you are today. Amen. Stop letting the fact that your past wants to come back and haunt you. 
What happens when we turn around and look at what God's destroying? We turn into a pillar of salt and we're good to nobody. Right. Keep looking forward to where God wants you to look because that's where everything He has in store for you is. Amen. Don't look for me in my past. I don't live there. Amen. I hate to tell you this, but you ain't meaner than me. You ain't honorier than me. Amen. You can't out drink me. You can't out cuss me. You can't out whore me. You can't do it all. And I'm your pastor. But I will tell you this. God changed my life. And now I dare you to out worship me. I dare you to outlive me for God. I dare you. I want you to. I want me to be able to look out there at you and get inspiration from you in the way that you live. Amen. You don't have to live there anymore. That's right. Blind Bartimaeus sees today. Doubting Thomas knows that he knows that he knows. That's right. But the world still calls him blind, deaf, and dumb. And every one of them is living perfect lives today because they believed that what he did on that cross saved them from what they did on this earth. Amen. That piece of wood means more than this piece of dirt. No matter what happens to you on this piece of dirt, it's covered by the blood that ran down that wood. Our Christ didn't die for nothing. Our Christ didn't do it for no reason. Our Christ get up, got up there and did it because He tore the veil that was put between us and God that kept us from ever having a chance in hell of going to heaven. And He tore the veil and He made it where we don't have to have somebody stand in intervention for us anymore because Christ stands there beside His Father every day on our side. Right. On our side. Not on your neighbor's side. Not on your enemy's side. Not on your addiction side. Not on your diseases side. He stands there on your side. And what does He say will happen to the things in the world that comes after you? He will put them under your feet and under your control. Control what happens to you in your life. Control what happens to you in your flesh. There's people in this room in here today shouldn't be in here walking around. I promise you that. I'm one of them. I'm here because my God wants me here. That's the only reason I'm here. I'm here because a bunch of little gray-headed old ladies wore the sides of their floors out beside their bed praying for me when I was out being an idiot and wouldn't listen to what the Word of God had to tell me about who it is that God wanted me to be. And when things really got rough and things really got bad in my life, and I should have been dead. You ever lay there at night and you get that little shiver when you think about the way you led your teenage years or the way you led your 40s in some of our cases? That's the Holy Spirit, folks. You think you've never heard from the Holy Spirit? Every time you think about a time you should have been dead and it gives you the chills, welcome to talking to the Holy Spirit. Because that's God telling you you're alive because I say you're alive. You're no longer in sin because my son says you're no longer in sin. That's right. My son climbed up and was beat down to an unrecognizable lump of meat. And then they stuck him on a tree and he died and it was beautiful. Because what he died for was our future. David, I'm sorry, son, you're in the spray zone this morning. That ain't the first time I've spit on that boy, I promise. <laughs> Stop worrying about who you are. Stop worrying about what's bothered you. Stop worrying about what's afflicted you. 
I don't believe in addiction. I believe in affliction. And if Jesus can, if a woman can touch Jesus as him and be cured of her affliction, what's it going to be like when you get face to face with Jesus? The adulterous woman who was caught in the act and drug out in the street naked and was fixing to be stoned to death and laying in the sand. And everybody worries about what Jesus said as he rode in the sand. I don't think he rode anything on the sand. I think he got down there so he could get eye to eye with that woman laying there in the dirt. Just know that's where you meet Jesus. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to pray 15 times a day. You don't have to bow to an idol. I've never heard a statue answer somebody. But my God answers me every time I cry out. My Jesus gets on his knees in the dirt and draws in the sand and looks me in my eyes and says, Get up, boy, because you're my child. He's our family. Jesus is my brother because I share in the same inheritance that he does. Right. You're healed of the things of your life because you have the children of God surrounding you, praying for you endlessly, whether you know it or not. Whether you want them to or not. My grandmother prayed for me and sometimes I wish she wouldn't. I had money to make. I had things to do and that woman would get to praying and I'd have to go home early on a Friday night and miss out on money. Because I couldn't have the stomach for it anymore. But that's what God's people do for each other. Amen. We stand in the gap for each other. Because even though you may not realize it, the woman that God put in your life and the people that God put around you, they might realize what you need before you ever even think about it. And hopefully one of them's got enough sense to knock you upside the head and drag you back into the church. <laughs> yeah, we will. Because that's what it takes sometimes. Sometimes it takes hard-headed people. Sometimes it takes somebody that nobody else thinks could ever get up in front of people and preach the Word of God to do what God wants them to do. Sometimes it takes that crazy neighbor lady running around chasing you around the neighborhood with her Bible in her hand telling you about Jesus Christ Till finally one day you look back and trip and she catches you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God loves the day that that happens. Because you can't look God eye to eye and deny him. You can't be as close to death as some of us in this room have been and look God eye to eye and not admit the fact that you're alive simply because there's a God in heaven that loves you and wants you to be here. Amen. Amen. He doesn't care what you did yesterday. He doesn't care what you're going to do tomorrow. He cares what you do tonight right here in this church. Amen. He cares what you do tonight right beside your bed. I'm not going to say give your life to Christ before you leave this building tonight because you'll get run over by a bus because I ain't never seen a bus in Wiley's uh, school bus on Sunday night. <laughs> but you pull out here in this street and get hit by a truck and you ain't gave your life to Christ, where are you going? Amen. <gasps> Say hell in church, y'all stop doing that. Y'all make the church down the road mad. If you don't give your life to Christ and you decide to end it today, or the world decides to end your life today, you're going to hell for eternity. There ain't no Valhalla. There ain't no 72 virgins. There ain't no parole in hell. 
I'm only going there for a little while because I sold dope, but I'm a good person. I was a prostitute, but I was a good person. I was a dope dealer, but I was a good person. I was a hitman, but there was a good person. You don't get small amounts of time in hell. Either heaven or hell, you get a life sentence for both. Well, heaven's a life sentence. Hell's a death sentence. Which one do you want? And for all of you that are worried about not being an outlaw anymore, my Savior served a life sentence and sat on death row and was murdered for his crimes. You want to be a real outlaw? Mm. Preach the word of God on the street. Because it's almost illegal. You want to show me how many guts you got? Let's go down the road. Come get in the truck with me and JR. Let's go down the road. We'll show you crazy. It's fun. No, it's not. Run around Walmart tell people about Jesus and see if people don't look at you like a... You're but crazy. It's fun. Get on an airplane. I'll buy you a ticket. Fly from here to Houston twice a day. Tell people about Jesus. You're in a steel tube 30,000 feet up in the air. They can't go nowhere. <laughs> they can throw you out, out the hole. Throw them out me out the hole. My next breath's in heaven. Amen. But I tell them this. But how much news do I get? How much news do I get? For being thrown out of an airplane for preaching the word of God. Come on. Any publicity is good publicity, right? Right. Wiley man thrown out of the Southwest Airlines airplane, <laughs> thirty thousand feet around, for saying Jesus loves you and doesn't want you to have to live addicted to crank anymore. Right. Kill me for it. But make sure somebody calls Channel Four because I want them to know why God took me out because you can't. We were making a few jokes this morning. My wife was stuck in traffic over by a mosque because there was a big event going on over there. I was trying to get over there before it ended so I could go in the mosque and pray. Oh, they love it when you pray to Jesus in the mosque. <laughs> and everybody told me I was crazy. But where do they need to hear it the most? Amen. You know what Jesus Christ can do for you. They don't. Go show them. And when they arrest you for it, Make sure you call channel 4. Because that's more publicity for God. It don't hurt to be crazy for Christ. Amen. I need a shirt. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> go a little crazy for Christ. You'll go crazy for the world. You'll get mad, jump out of your car, jump up, down, scream, holler, cuss somebody from one end to the other for cutting in front of you at line. But let God heal you from an addiction to drugs and you want to sneak off in the corner and go hide because you're ashamed of who you were. Get out there and tell people. I was a whore. I beat people for a living. I was addicted to cocaine and alcohol and crank. But Jesus touched me where I was. Amen. I didn't have to climb a mountain. I didn't have to work 300 days. I didn't have to read my way through the Bible 10 times. I got on my knees and I asked God to touch me. And He sent His Son to get up on a stick and bleed out for me in front of everybody so I wouldn't have to die and go to hell or live on this earth with my addictions. Come on. Get it in your head. You don't have to be that person anymore. 
The only thing keeping you in that position is you. Amen. If you're still addicted, it's because you want to still be addicted. My God doesn't believe in 12-step programs. They take too long. Paul didn't have to go back. He was a murderer. He killed you and drug you back to temples because you uttered the word Jesus. And God blinded him on the side of the road. And he didn't have to go through a 12-step program to get over his affliction. All he had to do was accept Christ for who he was and accept the life that Christ wanted him to live. And he got it. My God, believe it or not, believes in suddenness. The lame man didn't have to go to physical therapy for 10 years. He got up, he picked up his mat, and he went home. <coughs> and yes, that means God wants you to clean your house. Because he didn't tell you to leave that mat where it was, guys. Amen. I know, honey. Get the dishes out of the sink. I heard you. <laughs> I told you I'd work it into a sermon. <laughs> I saw my post the other day, right? It yep. doesn't matter. There it is. <laughs> what the world thinks of you. Does you think they thought you were crazy when you were living in the world? Wait till you start living on this side of the world. Right. People that used to think I was crazy think I'm a full-blown nut now. Amen. But call me a Jesus freak. I don't care. Long hair, tattoos, beard, I'm Jesus freak. Call me whatever you want to. As long as you call me a son of God. Because that's what I am. I'm free from it. I'm not addicted anymore. I don't live in that flesh anymore. But the best part about it is. I'm free from me. Because what I think of me doesn't matter anymore. I know what my God thinks of me. So if I'm free from me. What does that make me with you? I'm free from you. It doesn't matter what you think about what I say or what I do. As long as I live my life the way that God wants me to live it, the way that Christ wants me to live it, then it should be pleasing to Him, which should make it pleasing to me. And as long as I'm doing what God has called me to do, <coughs> and, I stand out of, and I stand out as a light in the darkness, nobody wants to sit in the dark, do they? So what do they do when the light comes on? They look at the light. So whenever you get around darkness, make sure that you burn bright enough so that whenever the world gets close to you, your flame is hot enough to melt it away. Amen. Nobody runs into a raging fire. <coughs> it's too hot. It hurts. Let your fire for Christ burn so hot that the devil can't even get close to it. Amen. They teach our kids a little song that I can't stand in Sunday school. <laughs> this little light of mine. Who wants a light that the devil can blow out? A candle may blow out when you blow air on it. But what happens to a blazing fire when you put air to it? Amen. The harder you blow on it, the hotter it burns. That's how your faith should be. Amen. The more the devil squeezes you, the more Jesus you ought to ooze all over you. The harder the world squeezes you, 
hits you, the more Jesus you want to splatter all over them. Nothing hits harder than life, folks. Nothing. Life will drive you to your knees, which surprisingly is where our fight starts. Amen. You feel like life's going to put you on your knees? Go ahead and get down there. I'd much rather get on my knees myself than have you put me there. <laughs> Learn to live with it. Learn to suck it up and admit the fact you can't do this on your own. JR makes fun of me all the time because I almost got a tattoo one time right down my arm that says, I got this. Because I used to. There was a problem that needed to be handled in the flesh. I had it. I could handle you. There wasn't anything on this world that breathed or bled that I was afraid of. I could handle it. <clears throat> and then God touched me and I realized that the things in this world that really mattered, I had no control over. Because he will slap you upside the head and kill you. He will put you in a hospital bed for four days and you won't know where you're at and you'll wake up and wish that God you'd never strayed. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about being there for me. Be there for yourself. And by being there for yourself and living like the child of God you're supposed to, you'll automatically be there for me. Because if I'm praying for you and you're praying for me, Ain't we kind of already taken care of the deal? So I'm going to ask you tonight, because I know there's people in this room right now that the flesh is beating them up. And then there's some people in this room that the flesh is kicking the crap out of. And I'm tired of watching my brothers and sisters in Christ get beat up on a daily basis. I'm tired of watching them worry about what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm tired of watching them worry about what the world's going to throw at them when they shouldn't be worried about anything but what God's going to dump on them. God's here to bless you. And I've said it a thousand times and I'll keep right on preaching that J.R. loves to preach salvation, but I preach glory to glory to glory, not struggle to struggle to struggle. It doesn't take work when you're on a champion team. You just mesh. You've got the biggest backup warrior in the world you got God's people in your corner you ever sit around and find yourself alone I promise you pick a phone up and call any number of other people in this church and somebody will get to you don't live life like you got to live it on your own don't live life addicted to something don't live life afflicted by anything and for God's sake don't live in fear of what the devil's got for you because the devil's got nothing for you I spend my life making a living kicking the devil in the teeth. The devil taught me how to fight in the flesh, but the God taught me. And now I know how the devil fights. So I get to get dirty and get down on his level. And every time he wants to go head to head, all I do is throw Jesus at him. And it knocks him on his butt and I kick him in the teeth every time. It feels good to win battles that I used to struggle with. And I don't even have to lift a finger. Because <laughs> I've got a Jesus. There's a movie out there, old boy said, you don't even have a gun. He said, I don't need a gun, I got a donk. And he said, a what? And the big old boy behind him whopped the guy on the head and knocked him out. And he said, I'm a donk. <laughs> I don't need violence anymore. I don't need to be afraid of it. Bring it on, devil. Because I got a Jesus. Amen. And he will knock you on the head every time.
So once again, I'm going to ask you, bow your heads and close your eyes. There's some people in this room tonight that don't know that they know that they know that they're doing what God's supposed to have in line for them. So I'm going to ask you, if that's you tonight, and you don't know that you know that you know what Christ has for you, put your hand in the air for me tonight. I don't want to count you. I just want to know that you're there so we can do something for you. Don't live your life afflicted anymore. Don't live your life addicted anymore. Don't live your life worrying about what tomorrow has to bring when you've got things to celebrate in life from right here to die. Now we're going to ask the fun questions, brothers and sisters in Christ. Are you doing everything that this book says you're supposed to be doing when you truly die to the flesh? Are you dead to your flesh? Are you dead to your addictions? Are you dead to your past? Are you dead to your worries? Show the devil what it's going to take. Show the devil that he has a child of God to contend with. That you're not weak. That you don't have to worry about how powerful <coughs> flesh is because your spirit stands strong in Christ. Father God, I ask you right now to bless everyone in this room tonight, Father. Father, be with us as we go out every day and smash head on with the evil world that surrounds us, Father. Father, let us get up every morning and the first thing we do is thank you for the breath and then put the armor that you've given us upon us, Father, so that we can go out every day and burn for you, Father, so that the world can watch us burn. Set us ablaze, Father, in your glory. Teach us how to walk from victory to victory to victory, Father, instead of struggle to struggle to struggle. Father, I ask that you bless us, heal us, touch our bodies and our minds, Father, but most of all, strengthen our spirits. Let us go out into the world this week, Father, and be your representative. Let there be no doubt, Father. Let us be convictable if loving you is a crime, Father. Father, it's all this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Left. <laughs> Do your job, brother. It's hot. Your turn. Is it my turn? Sir, pray for the Lord that I can oh. hear. I can't hear. <laughs> Keep your eyes oh. on God. And He will bless you. I thought we did that already. You've never been. Now, Bubba Road. Hey, folks, hang on a minute. I forgot to pass the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You got a little carried away, I reckon. Well, actually, you did your part. Oh, I did my part. I thought I blessed the time. Yes. <laughs>